Welcome to the house of the Lord. Amen. It's good to look around and see the family of faith, all the people of God. Welcome to Harvest Point Church. We're glad you're here. What a marvelous day it is in the Lord. Can somebody say amen to that? Listen, listen, there's, there's such a, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Amen. And I'm just glad to get up under the strength of the Almighty to uh, have being and have strength. Amen. It's good to know that today, today, right? Listen, today, that there's nothing facing you right now that Jesus can't handle. Somebody say amen to that. And we talked in our morning huddle. How many know it's important for us to put our cares at the feet of the Lord, right? I hope today when we get through today, whatever you've come in here with, that we're going to leave it right there at the feet of Jesus. He can handle it better than you can handle it. He can deal with it better than you can deal with it. And we're going to trust the Lord to be God. Can somebody say amen to that? What a beautiful day it is as we're beginning this a brand new series. Over the next uh, several months, I'm going to say months, we're going to be talking about the names of Jesus. Amen. So important that the church family understands that when we say in the name of Jesus, we know what we're saying, right? And so we're going to get into some conversations today that I know are going to be beneficial to you. I pray that you would, you would make it a point to be in the house of the Lord every Sunday uh, through the end of the year as we're going to be talking about something, something so gracious, something so great as the name of Jesus truly is. We're going to get to some stuff I think that are going to be eye-opening to the family of faith. So let's do this this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand. If you've got your Bible, you know we always stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord. And I want you to open your Bible to Acts chapter 19, the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. I want to read a story to you. Some of you might be familiar with the story found in Acts 19. And I want to read this to the family of faith today as we get into uh, this conversation of the names of Jesus. And I want to I address something here that I believe is going to be important. This will be our first message, kind of foundational message. I'm hoping that today you'll understand uh, and become um, in greater appreciation as to the name of Jesus. Do you know that there's no name given in heaven and earth and under the earth greater than the name of Jesus? Do you, do you know that in everything that we do and word or deed should be done in the name of the Lord Jesus? And we're going to talk about that today. So important that you understand how great it is to possess the name of the Lord. And we're going to talk about that. I, be, I believe that as you become more acquainted with the name of Jesus, I'm going to speak this to you that over the next a couple of weeks and, and into the months as we study the names of the Lord, that you're going to see greater revelation of, or, or could I say the manifestation of God in your home, in your families, with your children, and everything moving about you as we go out to do the work of the Lord. Amen. So I, I want to read Acts chapter 19. I'm going to begin giving you just a little taste of what God was doing here in verse 11. And I want to show you just a little bit of the instruction, even through Apostle Paul, as he was in Ephesus for two years, uh, teaching at a lecture hall of Tyrannius. And, and this is just a marvelous thing. Uh, in, fact, in fact, what I'll do, uh, I, I, I'll read verse 10 just to bring that into context, just so that you'll see a little bit about what we're reading today. So I'm reading again, Acts chapter 19, beginning at verse 10, it begins like this. And, and this continued by the space of two years. So that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Now watch this. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. Now watch this. 
and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. <laughs> and there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew and a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> and the men in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. So that was seven on one. And they left naked and wounded. Now watch this. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. That awesome. We're going to talk about them seven sons of Sceva just for a little while. I believe you're going to be blessed by the ministration of it. So let's pray together. Let's, let's get our minds and our hearts in the right attitude as we begin to entertain the things of God. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for what, what you're doing here in the house of the Lord. We pray, uh, uh, Holy Spirit, that as we begin to entertain these thoughts, the, the, these expressions, these, uh, the word of the Lord, that Holy Spirit, you'll lay hold of that. You'll, you'll take it and move it into uh, deep parts within our heart and our mind. When we walk out of the house of the Lord today, we'll walk out possessing the very mind, the very purposes of God. We pray your heart, your strength to be magnified here in the sight of the people of God. That, 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 in, that in knowing these things and possessing these things, we may be better used, tools, instruments of God as we go out into the world. So we pray blessing, help, and strength as we declare this, this word today and we declare it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So while you're standing, let me do something here. So I want you to know that Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord told me this week that Jesus can back it up. Let me say it one more time. That Jesus can back it up. So what I want you to do is I want you to go find five people. Go find somebody that looks a little down. They got a little, little frown on their face. And I want you to tell them Jesus can back it up. Go find somebody and let them know Jesus can back it up. Blessing, blessing, blessing as you go. Jesus can back it up. Jesus can back it up. Jesus. Jesus can back it up. Jesus can back it up. Jesus. He can back it up. Jesus. He can back it up. 
<laughs> Jesus can back it up. It's good to see the people of God moving around. Amen. You can bring me down just a little bit back there. I don't want to get too loud as I step out. I don't want to get too much feedback on my microphone. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus can back it up. Amen. It's good to look around and see friends and guests. Welcome to the house of the Lord. We're glad that you're here. We pray that as you're here that, that the word of the Lord will so minister to you, make it worth your while. Amen. I believe that the time that you spend with us today is the best time you've spent anywhere all week long. Amen. This is going to be a time in the Lord. Let, let me begin today exercising faith. For, for, for it's my belief that today, above, above all that we might think, what you need is faith, and more importantly, faith in God. Look at your neighbor and say, you need faith in God. I, I, I want to exercise your faith primarily because I believe the Christian is commissioned to do the work of God. And we need faith to do his work. Let, let me remind you of this passage. In fact, I, I want to I recite to you the commission of our Lord Jesus Christ to every believer, to everybody who professes belief in Christ. You've been commissioned by God himself. Did you know you were called to influence the world? Jesus says this, and I'm going to quote this. This is St. Matthew uh, chapter 28, verses, uh, beginning at verses 18. If you don't, if you don't know this commissioning, uh, could I suggest to you that you go home tonight and all this week, I just want you to write it down. I want you to memorize this. This is the commissioning of the Lord. This is what Jesus says. All power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. Somebody say all power. That all power, all power, not some power, not half the power, but all the power is invested in one man, one person, and his name is Jesus. He says, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, watch this, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I want you to understand that Jesus is not talking about the formality of the preacher when he baptizes people in water. Jesus is saying, you have to be baptized in my name. That, that you are now being commissioned to go in the name of God, in the name of his Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. That he is now giving to you his name. Look at your neighbor and say, I possess the name of Jesus. Now, what you're doing with it is a different story, but you've been given the name. You've been given the name. Listen to that. You've been given the name. And what did Jesus say? Teach all nations, all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world. In other words, Jesus is saying to you that I'm going to go with you. And you say, well, how does Jesus go with you? He goes with you through his name. 
Now, 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 in fact, let's do this. Uh, open your Bibles, uh, Saint, uh, uh, Mark chapter 16. Let me quote, uh, go to the very end of the chapter 16. That's the last chapter of Saint Mark. Let me quote to you uh, the commissioning that Mark wrote. Mark, Mark remembers and gives quotation, uh, gives emphasis to the, the commissioning uh, of, of the believer uh, as Mark states it. Mark says this, Go ye into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth on me and is baptized shall be saved. But he that, be, that believeth not, well, he is damned. He says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Wow. Listen, are you there? And these signs shall follow them that believe. Let me say it one more time. And these signs shall follow them that believe on Jesus. Let me say it one more time because maybe if you miss that, you miss it all. He says, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Let me say it one more time. You missed it. He said, in my name. Catch this. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up servants. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. You see, in the name. In the name. I, I believe the church has lost the name of Jesus. We've lost it. I, I find this uh, particularly interesting in the church that professes the name. They just don't believe that they possess the name. Uh, let, let, let me digress just for a moment because the Spirit of God is working inside of me. Some of y'all know the story of St. Uh, Matthew chapter 10. This is the sending of the disciples into the world. What did Jesus tell the disciples? As you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does he say? Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you've received. Freely give. We know that the disciples understood this. For the Bible tells me when the 72 were commissioned in St. Luke chapter 10, that they said, coming back to Jesus, they said, they returned with great joy saying, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Through thy name. Somebody say, through the name. Through the name. You, you, you know, I'm somewhat surprised because uh, some of us don't understand the value of the name of Jesus. Before I teach you the names, I've got to teach you just how valuable it is to possess the name. Uh, so, 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 so suppose, suppose just, just, just imagine with me that, 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 let me think of somebody that you might recognize. Suppose just for a moment that Dak Prescott. was being interviewed on television, and, and, and Dak Prescott would say, hey, if you really want to go to a good church, go to Harvest Point Church in Mansfield, Texas. I would suppose next Sunday there'd be standing room only. I, I, I would suppose that if I came to you and asked you if I could use your name, that for a moment I could attribute your name to a thing or service or, or, or something that I was doing. And if, and if I even got more particular, I said, hey, can, I, can, can I use your name and do you mind giving me the last four digits of your social security number? <laughs> you would immediately stop and say, well, well, what are you doing, Pastor? Why do you need my name and my social security number? 
Because you know that there's something behind your name. Everybody in here, your name has value. Some of you do, do very good to try to protect the reputation of your name. Uh, so, some of you in your name, you know that you possess an automobile, a house. Maybe you've got a savings account. Maybe there's something behind your name that you wouldn't want people using your name without your permission. Because there's something behind you. Your name has a value. I, I, I'm shocked that in the church we've lost the name. Whereas Jesus has said to you, you can use my name. In fact, I'm sending you in my name. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord woke me up and said, you know, Jesus can back up his name. Uh, you, you understand that, that all of heaven is behind him. You understand that all power has been given to him. He can back up what he says. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus, back up what he says. He can back it up. His name is profound. He can back it up. I'm surprised to see the believer walking around in such timidity when they literally have the power of attorney to use his name. Do you know that, that, that in John uh, chapter 14, St. John chapter 14, that Jesus says, you can ask anything in my name, I'll give it to you. Let me say that one more time. I can tell you don't want it because you didn't do nothing about it. There was no amen. Everybody looking at me like I'm talking crazy. You see, that's the problem in the church. We, we, we do a lot of lip service with God. We, we, we like to come to church and say hallelujah and amen, but, but, but we're not doing the thing that we've been commissioned to do in his name. For if you truly knew that you possessed the name of Jesus, you'd be unstoppable. You'd be doing the work of the kingdom of heaven. You'd be taking authority and taking charge in his mighty name. Jesus says, I will back up my name. I'll back up my name. It's, it's amazing to me to see the church not realize that when Jesus says all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth, we don't realize just how profound that statement truly is. In fact, will you do me this favor? Uh, uh, put, put your Bible ribbon on Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 1. And while you're flipping your Bible there, go with me to Philippians chapter 2. I want to quote some scriptures to you, but I believe it's important that you read it for yourself. I want you to know that there is something magnificent about the name. That, that the very name of Jesus, the, 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 the inheritance of the name, the, the, def, the, the deference of the name, the, 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 the supplying of the name, the giving of the name was not at the time that Jesus was born on earth. For in fact, we know the name Yeshua. Somebody say Yeshua. You see, this is the name that the angel gave to Joseph to name his son because Mary and Joseph didn't name Jesus. God named him. I want you to know that, that, that the day that Jesus was born out of the womb of Mary was not the time in which he was begotten. Uh, the, 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 there's an understanding of the begotten name of the Lord. Uh, let, 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 me, let me quote, let me tease this. Let me, let me spread some... Uh, some buttercream over this cake here, just a minute. Let me just, let me get into some stuff here. Philippians chapter 2, uh, 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 I, I want to recite this. Let me see if my memory serves me well. These are verses and chapters that I spend a lot of time just in my prayer life just declaring these things. How many know it's important to recite the Bible when you pray? 
Amen. I remind God of what he said. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. How I many of you know it's nice to say, God, this is what you said. I ain't making up stuff. This is, this is what you told me. Come on, somebody. And so the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. And being found and fashioned as a man, the Bible says that he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And that's where the Bible says, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Somebody say highly exalted him. There is elevation already to something that was already elevated. He says, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, watch this, and given him a name which is above every name. Now, your Bible, if you've got a King James translation, look, look down closely at that, and you'll see the word of things in heaven, things being italicized. Uh, it, it is said that most theologians believe that that word should have been translated or given as beings. Everywhere you see a word in italicized, that means that a word was added that was not in the original manuscript. And so the writers who wrote the King James thought it was important to give context to this particular text, this particular verse, so they use the word of things in heaven, but you can literally put of beings in heaven so there's not any being in heaven God himself the, the, the name Yahweh that was spoken even today in present-day Jerusalem they but whisper the name Yahweh in reverence and in fear of that great name that there is a name higher than Yahweh and his name is Yeshua the deliverer is in heaven at the right hand of God he said of things in heaven of things on earth and things under the earth or beings in heaven and beings on earth and beings under the earth the Bible says so that every tongue will confess so that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father have you confessed it? Have you confessed it? Have you confessed in your life that there is no greater name than the name of Jesus and that Jesus has commissioned you to use his name? To use his name. Now, I want to show you when this name was confessed by God himself, by Yahweh himself. When did, when did the transference of this great authority come into the possession of this man we call Christ? It's found right there in Hebrews chapter 1. Let's read it together. I could quote it, but I'll, I'll read it for the sake of the family of faith. Hebrews chapter 1. God who at sundry times <laughs> and in divers manners spake in time past. Listen to this. Unto the fathers. By who? By the prophets. Now let me stop here and give you a little taste of the word of the Lord. You know what Jesus says? Anyone that receives you they receive me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent him. Right. Uh, Y'all know these verses, right? Because this, this is all in the equation of Jesus sending the disciples in Matthew 10. At the very end, beginning at verse 40, he says, He that receiveth you receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent him. And he goes, And he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet receiveth a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth the righteous man, in the name of a righteous man, receiveth the righteous man's reward. And whosoever giveth a drink unto one of these my little ones, whoever gives a cold cup, a drink unto one of these my little ones, in the name of a disciple, 
Just verily I say unto you, he shall no wise lose his reward. What is he saying? Listen, you ever met a prophet? And you understand that in the days of Jesus, did you know that there were prophets who were not righteous? But they come and what are they bearing? They're bearing the word of the Lord. And anybody with any kind of common sense, any level of spiritual integrity, or even, could I say, any relationship to God, in relation to his word, would welcome that prophet. Because the prophet bears the word of God. But even he, Jesus, speaking in ascending order, was not the greatest. You, you understand the righteous man. You know why we receive righteous people? Because righteous people teach us how to do right. You ever seen a righteous man or a woman and we want to emulate their example? Why? Because they're righteous. And when you receive people in right doing, you receive the reward of how to please God in righteousness. But he speaks of that disciple. Why? Because the disciple comes in the name of Jesus. Even if all he has is a cup of cold water. Friend, let me ask you a question. As I could tell, some of you are scratching your head. What is Pastor talking about? You have the name of Jesus. Have you used it? Let, let me say it again because you realize that names have power and ability. There's something behind the name. Can I ask you a question? A candid question, a pointed question. You don't got to raise your hand, you don't got to answer, but you know the truth. Have you used his name this week? Yeah, you, you, you did a lot of stuff this week, but did you do anything in his name? Do you know that the Bible says, and whatsoever we do, in word and deed, we do in the name of Jesus to the glory of God. Friend, I'm here to tell you, Jesus will back up his name. The question is, will you use it? Uh, 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 it's Ir Ir Irving. Irving's here. Uh, don't worry about Hebrews, I'll get you. A few Sunday, a few Wednesday nights ago, Irving, you know, he's a police officer. Irving, I believe you work for the city of Burleson, is that correct? Tarrant County. Tarrant County, he's Tarrant County. You know, I would say this, I would say this, uh, that, 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 that uh, here's somebody who works in Tarrant County, uh, and, and he's in a patrol car, right? And, and I asked him, I said, Irving, if you were in your car and you went all week long without giving a ticket to anybody, do you, would anything happen to you, anything punitive? And he said, yes, yes, they would. They'd call me in and want to know if I'm doing my job. Because somewhere in all of that patrolling, going down the street, up the street, across the street, down the way, you would have saw somebody breaking the law. And it's your job as somebody invested with authority to stop that person. You know, somebody invested with authority. So somebody that's out there in the name of the law. How many things did you see this week that are upside down and you didn't bother to speak a word to it? We see things so out of disorder. The world is in chaos, and we've said nothing in the name of Jesus. We didn't point that thing and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you, I adjure you right now in his mighty name. We've done nothing, and we say that we possess his name, that we bear the name of the Lord. And can I confess to you that we haven't been out doing the work of the kingdom. We've been seeing things. We were out all this week. Was there anything this week that you saw outside of the will of God? That you applied the name of God to, to adjure it, to align itself into the will of God, into the purposes of the Lord. Is not this our prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, listen, hallowed be thy name. Holy, 
How incredible is your name. How beautiful is your name. How awesome is your name. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. My friend, can I say to you that we've been pretty lazy children of the Lord, that we haven't put our hands to the things of God in quite some time, that your faith has not been exercised. Can I encourage somebody today when I tell you that Jesus sent me to tell you, he'll back up his name. He said, I've sent you out into the world. Use my name. Use it, use it, use it, use it. Use it in your marriage. Use it at your job. Use it around you. Use it for people who need it. Use my name because I'll back it up. Give your neighbor a high five and say, Jesus, go back it up. Come on, give your neighbor a high five. Say, Jesus, go back it up. See, there are very few of you want to do it. Come on, somebody. Give your neighbor a high five and say, Jesus, will back it up. Come on, tell him, tell him, tell him. You've got to get your mind wrapped into that. You've got to get your mind there, baby. I'm preaching a lot better than the way you're acting. I can tell you that. I know when I'm preaching. I'm preaching good. The instruction of the Holy Spirit is with me. You're just not with me. You're thinking about other things, baby. You're back into your little world. I'm trying to teach you that this world don't belong to you. All power has been given unto him. All power in heaven and on earth and under the earth. It all belongs to him. I'll get over to the sons of Sceva. You're just not ready to hear the story yet. Now, now, now watch this. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now watch this. And I want you to be very careful here. Because I want you to hear it, not with your ears, but with your spiritual ears, in a spiritual mind, and a spiritual heart. Listen to what he says. Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance... By inheritance hath obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus inherited a more excellent name. Now catch this. For unto which of the angels said God at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father. And he shall be to me a son. When, 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 when did he inherit this name? When did this name became, become an inheritance of God? Go with me to Acts 13, 33. And then after I read this, I'll introduce the sons of Sceva to you. Acts chapter 13, verse 33. I'll tell you exactly when the name was inherited. You see, he always had a name. His name was always his name. But he inherited something more excellent. 
Well, when was that inheritance made? At what, at what point, at which juncture of his life? When, when did that happen? Are you in Acts chapter 13? I, I could quote these verses, but I think it's just so much more valuable that you read it for yourself because I'm praying that today you go out into the world and you start looking around. You start going up and down the streets of your life and going down the things and situations in your life that you might begin to use the name. You might begin to speak the name. I believe his name is powerful. We used to say in my generation, Jesus' name is powerful. Acts chapter 13, verse 33, God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children. This speaking of Jesus being raised, if you don't think so, read verse 30. God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children, and that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten you. When did Jesus inherit the name? He inherited when Mary Magdalene saw him at the tomb. And what did Jesus say? Don't touch me. I'm not what I was. I've been raised. Didn't Jesus say this command? Have I of the Father? I have the power to lay down my life and to pick it right back up again. Isn't the same Jesus telling you that I have power over life and death itself? My name is excellent. And I've inherited that name because I rose from the dead. He deserves that name. It belongs to him. The apex of the name of Jesus was given to him when he stepped out of that tomb. How dare we sit in our chairs and scratch our head and wonder if his name is sufficient for the hour. How dare we come to church with our sad, sour faces, wondering if we're going to make it through, if we're going to get to tomorrow, if the problem's going to overcome us when we possess the name of Jesus. Somebody say, the name of Jesus is mine. The name of Jesus is mine. It belongs to me. Jesus said, you can use my name. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you the power of attorney to use my name. You shall ask anything in my name. I'll do it for you. Don't give lip service. Don't attach your experiences to it. Don't attach your unbelief and your lack of faith in God. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I'll give it to you. That's how sure he is that he can back up what he says. Now, are you ready for the sons of Sceva? You ready for the sons of Sceva? I didn't forget where I was. I've been preaching a long time. I know where I am. Seven sons of Sceva thought that they could adjure a devil in something they don't believe. Let me say that one more time. The, the, the seven sons of Sceva, vagabond Jews, you know, vagabond, people just traveling, trying to find and make a way, you know, they're, they're, they're religious hustlers. How many know we got hucksters in the church? Just... Religious hucksters, they, they go about everywhere just spreading nonsense. 
That's why I love a pastor. You know, a pastor got to stay with you. You know, uh, I, I don't get to say something and then leave town. You know, I've got to stand behind what I say. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Thank God you have a preacher, man. How many of the Bible says, thank God, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the good news, right? Because I'm going to be here on Monday when you don't understand what I preached on Sunday. Yeah, I'm that dude. They thought that they could, after Jesus, this is post-resurrection, that they could use the same uh, demonic things, the same incantations, the same uh, recitations, uh, the recitals of what they did formerly to cast out a devil. Because you know they were casting out devils before Jesus showed up. Uh, do you remember the story, St. Matthew chapter 12, that the accusation of Jesus taking authority over devil was because he had the prince of Beelzebub inside of him. And Jesus says, if I have Beelzebub inside of me, if I cast out devils by the prince of devils, Beelzebub, yeah. then how do your children cast them out? They'll be judges unto you. The problem was none of the incantations were working. But after Jesus rose, they, they were finding out that all the things that they tried to do before it wasn't working. And they saw Paul two years in Ephesus preaching and teaching and miracles and power in the name of Jesus. And they thought to themselves, well, here's another incantation we can use. They found out that you've got to possess the name before you can use the name. The Bible says that these seven sons of Sceva cornered that devil inside some little room and thought they had him until that devil rose up and said, I know who Jesus is. I know who Paul is, but pardon my French, but who in the hell are you? The Bible says they leaped on him and beat this one man, beat seven men. They left the house naked and wounded. Why? Because they didn't have no power. They didn't have the jurisdiction. They were outside of the realm of their ability. What did Jesus say? All power, all of it is now mine. There'll be nobody raised from the dead without me. There'll be no exorcism without me. There'll be no salvation without me. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. All power is now in one name. You want to see deliverance in your life? You're going to need the name of Jesus. You want to raise it from the dead? You're going to need his name. You want to see good things come? You're going to need his name. You want victory? You're going to use his name. Because there's no name. There's no name. The Bible says that after they saw that, that there was only one name. That all those people, all those magicians, all those Jewish people, under the guise of, 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 that, of that demonic literature, brought all their books and burned them. They said there's no, such, no use for such things anymore because all power yeah. is now invested in one name. Yeah. Y'all didn't hear what I just said, man. It's all in one name. I would suppose that if I was driving down the street and I noticed a cop car behind me, Irving, back me up on this, see if this is true. <laughs> and as I turned the corner through my review mirrors, I noticed that uh, the side of the car said, City of Plano. I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep driving, pretend that I don't even see him. You know why? Because he's out of his jurisdiction. Y'all didn't hear what I just said, man. 
Y'all hear what I say? If I'm driving and I look behind me and it says uh, city of waters, I ain't stopping. You in Mexico, this United States, you don't have no jurisdiction over me. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Because I'm talking about the jurisdiction, the area, the authority that is possessed in one name. There is now no authority except in one name. There is only one jurisdiction in three realms, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. That means that God has given to him the total sum of authority. All jurisdiction belongs to one man in one name, and that name is Yeshua. And when we say in the name of Jesus, I command you, we exercise the jurisdiction of the kingdom of God. And the Spirit of the Lord sent me to tell you, he's going to back it up. There's something about the name of Jesus. Peter and John, not not too long after the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, the Bible records in Acts chapter 3, that Peter and John were on their way to the temple beautiful to worship God. The the, the Bible says that as they went, there was a man there, an an invalid man, a a man who was was from his birth uh, uh, crippled. Some congestive disorder. I don't know if he was born without legs, a curvature of the spine. I don't know. But he was impotent. He was at the temple door. And he would beg alms there. It just so happened, about the ninth hour, 3 p.m., that that, that Peter and John were on the way to worship. And as they went, uh, Peter saw him and and he told uh, the, the, the invalid man, set your eyes, cast your eyes upon me. And he steadfastly looked upon him, thinking that he would get a, a, a coin, some money. And, and, and Peter said, silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he extended his right hand and set that man on feet. And the Bible says he ran leaping and rejoicing into the temple. Peter began to preach a message. Listen, 5,000 people got saved. Because he used the name of Jesus. The one thing that he possessed... I don't have any silver. I don't have any gold. But what I do have, what's been given to me, the name of Jesus, I can give that to you. And he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The Bible says that when that happened, the Sanhedrin, the religious people, got very upset. Uh, You you, you know, let me tell you, if you're watching by stream, if you're in a church that doesn't possess the power of God, get out of it. They're just talking. Anytime you go to church and people are preaching and talking, but you don't see the manifestation of God's power, get out of it. Paul said the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of yip-yapping. It's not a matter of talk, but of power. 
That means we have to be able to see in the church the ability of God to prove itself and to do that which God said and claimed it would do. So if you're in a church, if you're watching on my street and you don't got a church where the part of it, come on to Harvest Point Church, I'll show you what it looks like. Because I live my life for that. Because those that believe, signs follow them. Signs follow people that believe. Why? Because they're in the name. And that name does everything it's supposed to do. It's all that and a bag of chips. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, let me say it again. The Spirit's telling me to come back. If you're listening to a Bible teacher and he can't produce the power, stop listening to him. Investigate all the capilotada you've been going on all week and then you come hear the preacher and you don't understand what I'm saying. That's a problem in the church. You've heard from everybody but the preacher. And you don't know the nature of these men and these women. You don't know how they live. God lets you see me in the fullness of my life. My life is open to you. So that you know when I get right here, I'm ready to be right here. I live consecrated for this very point. So when I deliver to you, I deliver to you the word of the Lord. Not in word, but in power. Transformative power. Get off of YouTube and all the stuff you've been watching. Listen to my messages three, four, five, six, seven times until what you hear you get because these messages don't come because I'm trying to give you men's wisdom. I'm trying to give you the wisdom that comes only from God. And you know what that happens? You got to be dedicated to a prayer closet. You got to be dedicated to hearing the voice of the Lord. You got to apply all of the disciplines to quiet yourself so that you might hear the voice of the Lord because remember, it's still a still small voice. News of what had happened got out. And religious people got upset about it. Because that's the evidence of divinity. They got upset because their religious system was in jeopardy. Why? Because power was manifested. So you know what they did? They brought Peter and John. They put him in the midst of them. You know what they asked them? I, I wish we would ask. I wish we were just a little insightful into the things God. You know what was asked? By what power and by what name was these things done? Let me say it one more time. They wanted to know by what power or by what name was this thing done? You got your Bibles? Go with me. Acts chapter 3. I was going to quote this, but something's telling me to slow down and let you read it. You got your Bibles? Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. I was reciting all of three. But now we're in another chapter because now they want to know how was it done. Man, listen, do, do you have all of the chapters of Acts in order? You should know every chapter of the book of Acts, what happened in every single chapter. If somebody's quoting something, you should be able to go, well, I know where that's at, boom, 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 and you're right there. I listen to people who like to preach, but they don't like to give me the scripture reference, and I just flip over the time. I know where it's at. You know why? Because you got to live in this stuff. you got to eat, breathe, and live this stuff. This, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, listen. How many know when the devil tempted him, he said, look, turn these stones into bread. Yeah, anybody ever have a concha before? Anybody, raise your hand if you know what a concha is. Just like six of you, the rest of y'all lying. Y'all know what a concha is. It's a Spanish bread. It's kind of round. Uh, you know, it looks kind of like a stone if you were to see it from a distance, right? So, so he was trying to invoke. Jesus had, had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. 
You know how long that is? 40 days and 40 nights. Some of you can't go four hours. You ate breakfast and lunch, you're already all, all hangry and upset because you had not lunch. You just had a big full meal breakfast, man. That should have took you all day. Come on, somebody. Church of he's talking about you. I've seen you do that. You skip lunch and you think you did a miracle for God. Jesus went 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible says he was a hungry. And you know what the first temptation was? Turn these stones into bread. What did Jesus say? Man shall not live by bread alone. What did he say? But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Listen, if you want to get serious about your faith, read your Bible. Watch this. Are you in Acts 4? And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Are y'all there? Y'all seeing that? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if this day we be examined for the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto all of you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Look what he says. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders. Anybody trying to build something absent of the name? Which hath become the head of the corner. Now watch this. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby he must be saved. You want deliverance? You're going to need his name. You want to build something? You're going to need his name. You want to get over something, through something, get victory in it? You're going to need his name. Look, stand up with me, if you will. It's already, it's already just almost a few minutes before 12. Just stand up real quick. Just stand up real quick. Just stand up real quick with me. Stand up real quick with me. I wasn't going to read this, but the Spirit of the Lord is, is prompting me. So I'm just going to be obedient to the Word of the Lord, right? Just be obedient. It's going to be obedient. The beloved John, while on the Isle of Patmos, was given revelation of God, a revelation of the person Christ who is now at the right hand of the Father, the exalted one. And he writes this. And I turned to see the voice which spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the sun, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Yeah. And his feet like undefined brass, as if it burned in a fiery furnace. And his voice was the sound of many waters. 
He had in his right hand seven stars. You ask what's behind him, I'm telling you what's behind him. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as a sun that shineth in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me and said unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Listen. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. He can back it up. Jesus' name can back it up. He has complete and utter jurisdiction in the world. His name is power. And friend, I don't know what you're going to do about it, but could I suggest that we get out into the world? We need to move about and see the things that don't line up to the will of God. Declare his name right at that place for his purpose. You're here today and you've got something that isn't adding up. It isn't looking as though God's will is involved. It's time to invoke the name. You're here and you've got a bad report, something, some situation. And God is saying, I've invested in you my name. It's time for you to hear him say to you, I'll back it up. You here today? You here today and you're like me and you say, you know what? I need to be more about the business of the Father because I've been commissioned in the name. Listen. As a music team, I don't know what y'all selection you have, but just begin to play. We're going to want you to close down just for a moment. Just, I'm not asking for no religious spirit. I'm not asking for a false piety. You're in a false humility. What I'm asking for is a level of introspection, a, a, your, your spiritual mind looking inward. Take a moment and evaluate this last week. We don't have to go back a month, two, three, four years. Let's just go back into the week. Have you been applying his name? He gave it to you. He gave you his name. You think we could do something with that, right? I mean, I would suppose if some celebrity or some person of prominence spoke good on behalf of the church, it'd probably be fooled today with people we didn't know, just based on a name. You know, Peter and John understood that. They went out and they, they performed a miracle. 5,000 people came to the kingdom. Why? Because of the name of Jesus. You wonder how Jesus goes with you? He goes with you by his name. He's given you his name. L -l -l listen, listen. Is the Spirit of God convicting you right now that you haven't used his name? Jesus said in my name, They'll cast out devils. In my name, they'll speak with new tongues. He said, in my name, they'll, they'll take up service. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. He said, in my name, they'll, they'll lay hands on the sick. The sick will recover. These are, these are the signs that follow them that believe. Do these signs follow you? Ask yourself a question. 
Did these signs follow you? Are you absent of any sign? Now, brother and sister, I'm not here. I'm not here trying to get into some hocus pocus. I want to get into the Word of God. I'm here to point you and say, brother and sister, are you using His name? This isn't men's ability. This is God's ability. Listen, 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 listen. Right where you are, do the introspection. This past week, listen, this past week, did you use his name? 